0: Welcome to Poems with Jill. This one is dedicated to my baby Dom. I love you so much and Merry Christmas. Today we're gonna start with the first poem I ever read to you and you might even remember some of it. Um, this one is called The Seventh Sea by Langley. The seventh sea. The answer is yes. Always yes. I cannot deny you anything you ask. I will not let you bear the agony of not knowing. Yes, I love you, I swear it. On every grain of salt in the ocean, on all my tears, I found you when I reached the seventh sea, just as I had stopped looking. It seems a lifetime ago that I began searching for you, a lifetime of pain and sorrow, of disappointment and missed opportunities. All I had hoped for, all the things I can never get back. When I am with you, I want for nothing. Next are some more of my favorites by Langley. Leave. Metamorphosis, from her book Lullabies. I am somebody else's story. The girl who served their drink, the person they pushed past on a crowded street, the one who broke their heart. I have happened in so many places to so many people The essence of me lives on in these nuances, these moments. Yet never have I been bolder or brighter than I am with you. Not once have I ever felt so alive. Whatever vessel we pour ourselves into, mine is now overflowing, brimming with life. It is transcending into something new. Hands are no longer hands, they are caresses. Mouths are no longer mouths, they are kisses. My name is no longer a name, it is a call. And love is no longer love, love is you. Passing Time, also from Lullabies. I feel the end is drawing near, would time be so kind to slow? You are everything to me, my dear, you are all I really know. But as I sit and wait in fear and watch the hours go, Everything that happened here, happened long ago. Dark Matter from her book, The Universe of Us. If you know love like I know love, when it is full and ready, like the pulse knows the tip of the blade before the cut, the blood rushing to greet its serrated edge. You would know love like I have if you have seen the sun in every possible gradation of light, if you can hear the bird song beyond the rudimentary call, if you can distinguish between each cadence as it quivers through the air, if you get so cold sometimes that it burns or the heat gets so bad your teeth start to chatter, then you will open up your arms and take this dark thing into the fold and you will know love like I know love next up is another poem that you might remember i read it to you over the phone a long time ago but it's one of my favorite poems i've ever read it's a bit long but this is the love song of j alfred proofrock by t.s Eliot. let us go then you and i when the evening is spread out against the sky like a patient etherized upon a table let us go through certain half-deserted streets, the muttering retreats, of restless nights in one-night cheap hotels and sawdust restaurants with oyster shells, streets that follow like a tedious argument of insidious intent to lead you to an overwhelming question. Oh, do not ask, what is it? Let us go and make our visit. In the room, the women come and go, talking of Michelangelo. The yellow fog that rubs its back upon the window panes, the yellow smoke that rubs its muzzle on the window panes, licked its tongue into the corners of the evening, lingered upon the pools that stand in drains. Let fall upon its back the soot that falls from chimneys, slipped by the terrace, made a sudden leap, and seeing that it was a soft October night, curled once about the house and fell asleep. And indeed there will be time for the yellow smoke that slides along the street, rubbing its back upon the window panes. There will be time, there will be time to prepare a face to meet the faces that you meet. There will be time to murder and create, and time for all the works of days of hands that lift and drop a question on your plate. Time for you and time for me and time yet for a hundred indecisions and for a hundred visions and revisions before the taking of a toast and tea. In the room the women come and go, talking of Michelangelo. And indeed there will be time to wonder, do I dare, and do I dare? Time to turn back and descend the stair with the bald spot in the middle of my hair. They will say, how his hair is growing thin my morning coat, my collar mounting firmly to the chin, my necktie rich and modest, but asserted by a simple pin. They will say but how his arms and legs are thin. Do I dare disturb the universe? In a minute there is time. For decisions and revisions, which a minute will reverse. For I have known them all already, known them all, have known the evenings, mornings, afternoons. I have measured out my life with coffee spoons. I know the voice is dying with a dying fall beneath the music from a farther room. So how should I presume? And I have known the eyes already, known them all, the eyes that fix you in a formulated phrase. When I am formulated sprawling on a pin, when I am pinned and wriggling on the wall, then how should I begin to spit out all the buttons of my days and ways? and how should I presume and I have known the arms already known them all arms that are braceleted and white and bare but in the lamplight downed with light brown hair is it perfume from a dress that makes me so digress arms that lie along a table or wrap about a shawl and should I then presume and how should I begin Shall I say I have gone at dusk through narrow streets and watched the smoke that rises from the pipes of lonely men in shirt sleeves leaning out of windows? I should have been a pair of ragged claws scuttling across the floors of silent seas. And the afternoon, the evening, sleep so peacefully, smoothed by long fingers, asleep, tired, or it malingers, Stretched on the floor here beside you and me, should I, after tea and cakes and ices, have the strength to force the moment to its crisis? But though I have wept and fasted, wept and prayed, though I have seen my head grown slightly bald, brought in upon a platter, I am no prophet, and here's no great matter. I have seen the moment of my greatness flicker, and I have seen the eternal footman hold my coat, snicker and in short I was afraid but would it have been worth it after all after the cups the marmalade the tea among the porcelain among some talk of you and me would it have been worthwhile to have bitten off the matter with a smile to have squeezed the universe into a ball to roll it towards some overwhelming question to say I am Lazarus from the dead come back to tell you all I shall tell you all if one settling a pillow by her head should say that is not what I meant at all that is not it at all and would it have been worth it after all would it have been worthwhile after the sunsets and the dooryards and the sprinkled streets after the novels after the teacups after the skirts that trail along the floor and this and so much more it is impossible to say just what I mean, but as if a magic lantern threw the nerves and patterns on a screen. Would it have been worth while if one, settling a pillow, or throwing off a shawl and turning toward the window, should say, That is not it at all, that is not what I meant at all. No, I am not Prince Hamlet, nor was meant to be. I am an attendant lord, one that will do. To swell a progress, start a scene or two, advise the prince, no doubt, an easy tool. Deferential, glad to be of use, politic, cautious, and meticulous. Full of high sentence, but a bit obtuse. At times, indeed, almost ridiculous. Almost, at times, the fool. I grow old, I grow old, I shall wear the bottoms of my trousers rolled. Shall I part my hair behind? Do I dare to eat a peach? I shall wear white flannel trousers and walk upon the beach. I have heard the mermaids singing each to each. I do not think that they will sing to me. I have seen them riding seaward on the waves, combing the white hair of the waves blown back. When the wind blows the water white and black, we have lingered in the chambers of the sea by sea girls wreathed with seaweed red and brown till human voices wake us and we drown. I hope you're still having fun. (laughs) Now, I'm sure you've been waiting for this moment. We're gonna read some Allen, some Ginzy. And this is one of my favorites, and this is very long. I'm going to read you Howl by Allen Ginsberg. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving hysterical naked dragging themselves through negro streets at dawn, looking for an angry fix. Angel-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo and the machinery of night, who poverty and tatters and hollow-eyed and high sat up smoking in the supernatural darkness of cold water flats, floating across the tops of cities contemplating jazz, who bared their brains to heaven under the L and saw Mohammedan angels Staggering on tenement roofs illuminated, who passed through universities with radiant, cool eyes hallucinating Arkansas and Blakelight tragedy among the scholars of war, who were expelled from the academies for crazy and publishing obscene odes on the windows of the school. Who cowered in unshaven rooms in underwear, burning their money in waste baskets and listening to the terror through the wall who got busted in their pubic beards returning through Laredo with a belt of marijuana for New York who ate fire and paint hotels or drank turpentine in Paradise Alley death or purgatory their torsos night after night with dreams, with drugs, with waking nightmares, alcohol and cock and endless balls Incomparable blind streets of shuddering cloud and lightning in the mind leaping towards poles of Canada and Patterson, illuminating all the motionless world of time between. Peyote solidities of halls, backyard green tree cemetery dawns, wine drunkenness over the rooftops, storefront burrows of tea head joyride neon blinking traffic light, sun and moon and tree vibrations in the roaring winter dusks of Brooklyn. Ashcan rantings and kind king light of mind, who chained themselves to subways for the endless ride from Battery to Holy bronx on Benzedrine, until the noise of wheels and children brought them down, shuddering, mouth racked and battered, bleak of brain, all drained of brilliance in the drear light of Zoo, who sank all night in submarine light of Bickford's, floated out and sat through the stale beer afternoon in desolate Fagazi's. Listening to the crack of doom on the hydrogen jukebox, who talked continuously seventy hours from park to pad to bar to Bellevue, to museum to the Brooklyn Bridge, a lost battalion of platonic conversationalists jumping down the stoops off fire escapes, off window sills, off Empire State, out of the moon. Yakety-yacking, screaming, vomiting, whispering facts and memories and anecdotes and eyeball kicks and shocks of hospitals and jails and wars. Whole intellects disgorged in total recall for seven days and nights with brilliant eyes. Meet for the synagogue cast on the pavement. Who vanished into nowhere in Zen, New Jersey, leaving a trail of ambiguous picture postcards of Atlantic City Hall suffering eastern sweats and tangerian bone grindings and migraines of china under junk withdrawal in newark's bleak furnished room who wandered around and around at midnight in the railroad yard wondering where to go and went leaving no broken hearts who lit cigarettes and boxcars 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 racketing through snow toward lonesome farms and grandfather night who studied Plotinus Po, St. John of the Cross, telepathy, and Bob Kabbalah because the cosmos instinctively vibrated at their feet in Kansas, who loaned it through the streets of Idaho seeking visionary Indian angels who were visionary Indian angels, who thought they were only mad when Baltimore gleamed in supernatural ecstasy, who jumped in limousines with the Chinamen of Oklahoma on the impulse of winter midnight streetlight small-town rain, who lounged hungry and lonesome through Houston, seeking jazz or sex or soup, and followed the brilliant Spaniard to converse about America and eternity. A hopeless task, and so took ship to Africa, who disappeared into the volcanoes of Mexico, leaving behind nothing but the shadow of dungarees and the lava and ash of poetry scattered in fireplace Chicago. Who reappeared on the West Coast investigating the FBI, in beards and shorts with big pacifist eyes, sexy in their dark skin passing out incomprehensible leaflets. Who burned cigarette holes in their arms protesting the narcotic tobacco haze of capitalism. Who distributed super pamphlets in Union Square, weeping and undressing while the sirens of Los Alamos wailed them down and wailed down Wall, and the Staten Island Ferry also wailed. Who broke down crying in white gymnasiums, naked and trembling before the machinery of other skeletons. Who bit detectives in the neck and shrieked with delight in police cars for committing no crime but their own wild-cooking pedestrian and intoxication, who howled on their knees in the subway and were dragged off the roof waving genitals and manuscripts, who let themselves be fucked in the ass by saintly motorcyclists and screamed with joy, who blew and were blown by those human seraphim, the sailors' caresses of Atlantic and Caribbean love, who bawled in the morning and the evening, in rose gardens, and the grass of public parks and cemeteries, scattering their semen freely to whomever come who may. Who hiccuped endlessly, trying to giggle, but wound up with a sob behind a partition in a Turkish bath when the blonde and naked angel came to pierce them with a sword. Who lost their love boys to the three old trues of fate, the one-eyed true of the heterosexual dollar, the one-eyed true that winks out of the womb, and the one-eyed shrew that does nothing but sit on her ass and snip the intellectual golden threads of the craftsman's loom who copulated ecstatic and insatiate with a bottle of beer, a sweetheart, a package of cigarettes, a candle, and fell off the bed and continued along the floor and down the hall and ended fainting on the wall with a vision of ultimate cunt and cum eluding the last jism of consciousness who sweetened the snatches of million girls trembling in the sunset and were red-eyed in the morning but prepared to sweeten the snatch of the sunrise flashing buttocks under barns and naked in the lake who went out whoring through colorado and myriad stolen night cars? nc secret hero of these poems coxman and adonis of denver joy to the memory of his innumerable lays of girls in empty lots and diner backyards movie houses rickety rows on mountain tops and caves or with gaunt waitresses and familiar roadside lonely petticoat upliftings and especially secret gas station solipsisms of john's and hometown alleys too who faded out in vast sordid movies were shifted in dreams woke on a sudden manhattan and picked themselves up out of basements hung over, with heartless touquet and horrors of 3rd Avenue iron dreams and stumbled to unemployment offices, who walked all night with their shoes full of blood on the snowbank docks, waiting for a door in the East River to open to a room full of steam heat and opium, who created great suicidal dramas on the apartment cliff banks of the Hudson under the wartime blue floodlight of the moon, and their heads shall be crowned with laurel in oblivion, who ate the lamb stew of the imagination, Or digested the crab at the muddy bottom of the rivers of Bowery, who wept at the romance of the streets with their pushcarts full of onions and bad music, who sat in boxes breathing in the darkness under the bridge, and rose up to build harpist chords in their lofts, who coughed on the sixth floor of Harlem crowned with flame under the tubercular sky surrounded by orange crates of theology. Who scribbled all night, rocking and rolling over lofty incantations, which in the yellow morning were stanzas of gibberish. Who cooked rotten animals, lung heart, feet, tail, borscht, and tortillas, dreaming of the pure vegetable kingdom. Who plunged themselves under meat trucks looking for an egg. Who threw their watches off the roof to cast their ballot for eternity outside of time. And alarm clocks fell on their heads every day for the next decade who cut their wrists three times successfully, unsuccessfully, gave up and were forced to open antique stores where they thought they were growing old and cried, who were burned alive in their innocent flannel suits on Madison Avenue amid blasts of leaden verse, and the tanked up clatter of the iron regiments of fashion, and the nitro nitroglycerin shrieks of the fairies of advertising, and the mustard gas of sinister intelligent editors, or were run down by the drunken taxicabs of absolute reality. Who jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, this actually happened, and walked away unknown and forgotten into the ghostly days of Chinatown soup alleyways and fire trucks, not even one free beer. Who sang out of their windows in despair, fell out of the subway window, jumped in the filthy Passaic leaped on negroes cried all over the street danced on broken wine glasses barefoot smashed phonograph records of nostalgic european 1930s german jazz finished the whiskey and threw up groaning into the bloody toilet moans in their ears and the blast of colossal stream whistles who barreled down the highways of the past journeying to each other's hot rod golgotha Jail Solitude Watcher, Birmingham Jazz Incarnation, who drove cross-country 72 hours to find out if I had a vision or you had a vision or he had a vision to find out eternity, who journeyed to Denver, who died in Denver, who came back to Denver and waited in vain, who watched over Denver and brooded and loaned in Denver and finally went away to find out the time. And now Denver is lonesome for her heroes who fell on their knees in hopeless cathedrals praying for each other's salvation and light and breasts until the soul illuminated its hair for a second, who crashed through their minds in jail waiting for impossible criminals with golden heads and the charm of reality in their hearts who sang sweet blues to Alcatraz, who retired to Mexico to cultivate a habit or Rocky Mountain to Tender Buddha or Tangiers to boys, or Southern Pacific to the Black Locomotive or Harvard, to Narcissus, to Woodlawn, to the daisy chain or grave, who demanded sanity trials accusing the radio of hypnotism and were left with their insanity in their hands in a hung jury, who threw potato salad at CCNY lectures on dadaism and subsequently presented themselves on the granite steps of the madhouse with shaven heads and harlequin speech of suicide demanding instantaneous lobotomy, and who were given instead the concrete void of insulin, metrazole electricity, hydrotherapy, psychotherapy, occupational therapy, ping pong and amnesia, who in humorless protest overturned only one symbolic ping pong table, resting briefly in catatonia, returning years later truly bald except for a wig of blood and tears and fingers, to the visible madman doom of the wards of the mad towns of the East. Pilgrim states, rocklands, and greystones, foetid halls, bickering with the echoes of the soul, rocking and rolling in the midnight solitude bench. Dolmen realms of love, dream of life, a nightmare, bodies turned to stone as heavy as the moon. With mother finally, and the last fantastic book flung out of the tenement window, and the last door closed at 4 a.m., and the last telephone slammed at the wall in reply, and the last furnished room emptied down to the last piece of mental furniture. A yellow paper rose twisted on a wire hanger in the closet, and even that imaginary, nothing but a hopeful little bit of hallucination. Oh Carl, while you are not safe, I am not safe, and now you're really in the total animal soup of time and who therefore ran through the icy streets obsessed with a sudden flash of the alchemy of the use of the ellipse, the catalogue, the meter, and the vibrating plane, who dreamt and made incarnate gaps in time and space through images juxtaposed and trapped the archangel of the soul between two visual images, and joined the elemental verbs and set the noun and dash of consciousness together jumping with sensation of patter omnipotence, Eterna Deuce, to recreate the syntax and measure of poor human prose and stand before you speechless and intelligent and shaking with shame, rejected yet confessing out the soul to conform to the rhythm of thought in his naked and endless head, the madman bum an angel-beaten time, unknown, yet putting down here what might be left to say in time come after death and rose reincarnate in the ghostly clothes of jazz in the goldhorn shadow of the band and blew the suffering of america's naked mind for love into an eli eli llama llama sabachthani saxophone cry that shivered the cities down to the last radio with the absolute heart of the poem of life butchered out of their own bodies good to eat a thousand years what sphinx of cement and aluminum bashed open their skulls and ate up their brains and imagination. Moloch, solitude, filth, ugliness, ash cans and unobtainable dollars. Children screaming under the stairways, boys sobbing in armies, old men weeping in the parks. Moloch, Moloch, nightmare of Moloch. Moloch, the loveless, mental Moloch. Moloch, the heavy judger of men. Moloch, the incomprehensible prism. Moloch, the cross-bone, soulless, jailhouse, and congress of sorrows. Moloch, whose buildings are judgment. Moloch, the vast stone of war. Moloch, the stunned governments. Moloch, whose mind is pure machinery. Moloch, whose blood is running money. Moloch, whose fingers are ten armies. Moloch, whose breast is a cannibal dynamo. Moloch, whose ear is a smoking tomb. Moloch, whose eyes are a thousand blind windows. Moloch, Whose skyscrapers stand in the long streets like endless Jehovah's. Moloch whose factories dream and croak in the fog. Moloch whose smokestacks and antennae crown the cities. Moloch whose love is endless oil and stone. Moloch whose soul is electricity and banks. Moloch whose poverty is a specter of genius. Moloch whose fate is a cloud of sexless hydrogen. Moloch whose name is the mind. Moloch in whom I sit lonely, Moloch in whom I dream. Angels, crazy and Moloch, cocksucker and Moloch, lack love and manless and Moloch. Moloch who entered my soul early, Moloch in whom I am consciousness without a body. Moloch who frightened me out of my natural ecstasy. Moloch whom I abandon, wake up in Moloch, light streaming out of the sky. Moloch, Moloch, robot apartments, invisible suburbs, skeleton treasuries, blind capitals, demonic industries, spectral nations, invincible madhouses, granite cogs, monstrous bombs. They broke their backs, lifting Moloch to heaven, pavements, trees, radios, tons, lifting the city to heaven, which exists and is everywhere about us. Visions, omens, hallucinations, miracles, ecstasies, gone down the American river. Dreams, adorations, illuminations, religions, the whole boatload of sensitive bullshit. Breakthroughs over the river, flips and crucifixions gone down the flood. Highs, epiphanies, despairs, ten years animal screams and suicides, minds, new loves, bad generation down on the rock of time. Real holy laughter in the river, they saw it all, the wild eyes, the holy yells. They bade farewell, they jumped off the roof, to solitude, waving, carrying flowers. Down to the river, into the street. Carl Solomon, I am with you in Rockland, where you're madder than I am. I'm with you in Rockland, where you must feel very strange. I'm with you in Rockland, where you imitate the shade of my mother. I'm with you in Rockland where you've murdered your twelve secretaries. I'm with you in Rockland where you laugh at this invisible humor. I'm with you in Rockland where we are great writers on the same dreadful typewriter. I'm with you in Rockland where your condition has become serious and is reported on the radio. I'm with you in Rockland where the faculties of the school no longer admit the worms of the senses. I'm with you in Rockland where you drink the tea of the breasts of the spinsters of Utica. I'm with you in Rockland where you pun on the bodies of your nurses, the harpies of the Bronx. I'm with you in Rockland where you scream in a straitjacket that you're losing the game of the actual ping pong of the abyss. I'm with you in Rockland where you bang on the catatonic piano, the soul is innocent and immortal, it should never die ungodly in an armed madhouse. I'm with you in Rockland where 50 more shocks will never return your soul to its body again from its pilgrimage to a cross in the void. I'm with you in Rockland where you accuse your doctors of insanity and plot the Hebrew socialist revolution against the fascist national Golgotha. I'm with you in Rockland where you will split the heavens of Long Island and resurrect your living human Jesus from the superhuman tomb. I'm with you in Rockland, where there are 75,000 mad comrades all together singing the final stanzas of the International. I'm with you in Rockland, where we hug and kiss the United States under our bedsheets, the United States that coughs all night long and won't let us sleep. I'm with you in Rockland, where we wake up electrified out of the coma by our own soul's airplanes roaring over the roof. They've come to drop angelic bombs. The hospital illuminates itself. Imaginary walls collapse. O oh, skinny legions, run outside. O oh, starry-spangled shock of mercy. The eternal war is here. Oh, victory, forget your underwear. We're free. I'm with you in Rockland. In my dreams, you walk dripping from a sea journey on the highway across America, in tears to the door of my cottage in the Western night. San Francisco, 1955 to 56. All right, so that was Howl. That one took a really long time because there's lots of big words. So I probably said something's wrong, but that's okay. Okay, so we're gonna continue with the Allen. I'm gonna read a Sunflower Sutra first and then Song. And both usually make me cry, so hopefully I don't cry because that would be embarrassing this is sunflower sutra i walked on the banks of the tin can banana dock and sat down under the huge shade of a southern pacific locomotive to look at the sunset over the box house hills and cry jack kerouac sat beside me on a busted rusty iron pole companion we thought the same thoughts of the soul bleak and blue and sad-eyed, surrounded by the gnarled steel roots of trees of machinery. The oily water on the river mirrored the red sky, sun sank on top of final Frisco peaks. No fish in that stream, no hermit in these mounts, just ourselves roomy-eyed and hungover like old bums on the river bank, tired and wily. Look at the sunflower, he said. There was a dead gray shadow against the sky, big as a man, sitting dry on top of a pile of ancient sawdust I rushed up and chanted, it was my first sunflower Memories of Blake, my visions, Harlem and Hells of the Eastern Rivers Bridges clanking, Joe's greasy sandwiches, dead baby carriages, black treadless tires, forgotten and unretreated The poem of the riverbank, condoms and pots steel knives nothing stainless only the dank muck and the razor-sharp artifacts passing into the past and the gray sunflower poised against the sunset crackly bleak and dusty with the smut and smog and smoke of olden locomotives in its eye corolla of bleary spikes pushed down and broken like a battered crown seeds fallen out of its face soon to be toothless mouth of sunny air sun rays obliterated on its hairy head like a dried wire spider web. leaves stuck out like arms out of the stem gestures from the sawdust root broke pieces of plaster fallen out of the black twigs a dead fly in its ear unholy, battered old thing you were, my sunflower oh my soul, I loved you then the grime was no man's grime but death and human locomotives All that dress of dust, that veil of darkened railroad skin, that smog of cheek, that eyelid of black misery, that sooty hand or phallus or protuberance of an artificial worse than dirt industrial modern, all that civilization spotting your crazy golden crown, and those blear thoughts of death and dusty loveless eyes and ends and withered roots below, in the home pile of sand and sawdust, Rubber dollar bills, skin of machinery, the guts and innards of the weeping, coughing car, the empty, lonely tin cans with their rusty tongues alack, what more could I name? The smoked ashes of some cock cigar, the cunts of wheelbarrows and milky breasts of cars, worn now asses out of chairs and sphincters of dynamos, all these entangled in your mummied roots and you there standing before me in the sunset. All your glory in your form. A perfect beauty of a sunflower. A perfect, excellent, lovely sunflower existence. A sweet natural eye to the new hip moon. Woke up alive and excited, grasping in the sunset, shadow, sunrise, golden monthly breeze. How many flies buzzed round you, innocent of your grime? While you cursed the heavens of the railroad and your flower soul. Poor dead flower. When did you forget you were a flower? When did you look at your skin and decide you were an impotent, dirty old locomotive? The ghost of a locomotive. The specter and shade of a once powerful, mad American locomotive. You are no locomotive, Sunflower. You were a sunflower. And you, locomotive, you are a locomotive. Forget me not. So I grabbed up the skeleton-thick sunflower and stuck it at my side like a scepter. And deliver my sermon to my soul, and Jack's soul too, and anyone who will listen. We're not our skin of grime. We're not our dread, bleak, dusty, imageless locomotive. We're all beautiful golden sunflowers inside. We're blessed by our own seed and golden hairy naked accomplishment bodies growing into mad black formal sunflowers in the sunset spied on by our eyes under the shadow of the mad locomotive riverbank sunset frisco hilly tin can evening sit down vision berkeley 1955 song the weight of the world is love under the burden of solitude under the burden of dissatisfaction the weight the weight we carry is love Who can deny, in dreams it touches the body, and thought constructs a miracle, in imagination anguishes till born inhuman, looks out of the heart burning with purity, for the burden of life is love. But we carry the weight wearily, and so must rest in the arms of love at last, must rest in the arms of love. No rest without love, no sleep without dreams of love. Be mad or chill, obsessed with angels or machines. The final wish is love. Cannot be bitter, cannot deny. Cannot withhold if denied. The weight is too heavy. Must give for no return as thought is given in solitude in all the excellence of its excess. The warm bodies shine together in the darkness. The hand moves to the center of the flesh. The skin trembles in happiness, and the soul comes joyful to the eye. Yes, yes, that's what I wanted. I always wanted, I always wanted to return to the body where I was born. San Jose, 1954. I thought that one would be a good one to end it on. Because I love that one. And I love you so much, Dom. And I really hope that you like this. I know it's long, but I wanted to make you something special for Christmas, and I thought this would be perfect. So Merry Christmas, I love you so, so much, and I'm sending you kisses to wherever it is you're listening to this.